it must be such a huge thing for uh, these these upcoming bands. Like you'll be performing with King of Hearts and Seaside Drifters, for example, and uh, for them to be performing with, you know, an iconic Aussie band like Midnight Oil, must be a uh, must be a big thing. You guys are mentors as well. Oh well, uh, um, if we're mentors, that's a really good thing. I don't think it's necessarily intentional, but we're still standing, aren't we? And I suppose that's evidence of the commitment that we've had to essentially building our own pathway, you know, and trying to be aware and open to the history and the culture of Australia prior to the British arriving and taking over, even though we're obviously descendants in part of that exercise. This has been a big part of us for a band. And we've we toured Yothi India in the States uh, a number of years ago. Obviously, we played with Rumpy. We've played with um, the Pigrams when they were scrap metal. They came and toured with us. And all of these bands have done really well when they've either gone over east or even gone overseas and played. Um, Euromall came and joined us when we did some big shows in Sydney in the Domain outside, right near the Opera House a couple of years back and absolutely smashed it out of the park. So. I think that, you know, if we can provide a little bit of, um, I don't know what the word would be really, is it? It's uh, just a little bit of an old tree, you know, that they can sort of aim for and, and play their hearts out for and see that the tree sort of still still standing. That would be a good thing. And really looking forward to seeing new talent, actually. And there's always been a heap of talent. Every time we've gone out into the bush, every time we've travelled, whether it's top end or across your way or pretty much everywhere, I'm always blown out by the talent that we get from First Nations artists. And I've always said, with a couple of exceptions, without wanting to sound, you know, too over the top about it, that I think it's, generally speaking, more real than quite a lot of Whitefella music, which tends to be a little bit try-hard, trying to, trying to make money or, or be popular in, you know, Los Angeles or on YouTube or whatever. A lot of the, a lot of the First Nations artists, whether they're, working in the rap area, like Tasman or Briggs or whatever, and, or other areas, it seems to be really real. Actually, funnily enough, I should just quickly tell you, Matt, we, we played New York about three nights ago, I think, and the day before there was a um, free concert in Central Park, which was actually put on by an Australian music organisation called, I think it's Sounds Australia. Anyway, Baker Boy was playing. What? And um, yeah, I know it's insane. And I went along, and uh, there were other people playing as well. But I managed to catch his set and say I hadn't, we hadn't met before. And um, I know he's from Arnhem Land originally, and so you know we had some connections there. Anyway, he he was really good. He's a wonderful dancer, and uh, obviously very fine musician. So that was yeah. I mean, seeing seeing someone like Baker Boy in, in Central Park in New York, and he's just. The crowd's just going, yep, we love it. The odds of just a, you know midnight oil bumping into Baker Boy in New York City, that's a story that I would just yeah, not have imagined. No, no. Well, I had to share it with you because you're absolutely right. It's like, okay, this is not to be expected, but it was not to be missed as well. Yeah, incredible. And uh, only a couple of questions left for you. But thank you, though, for very much for sharing that story. I'm quite a big fan of Baker Boy as well. Speaking mm. of incredible, unique experiences, that is exactly what we are putting together for the Stomping Ground Festival this year. Obviously, we have Midnight Oil headlining, but we have uh, the other Kimberley bands, Broom bands participating. We're really 
creating quite a unique experience here. And as you said, Broome in the northern part of this country, it's a beautiful area, some beautiful country, and it's going to be quite a um, unique experience, basically. What do you want to let our listeners know about this coming stomping ground? Well, I think the fact that it's got a um, stolen generation focus is very important because they're not a single family that in Australia that hasn't been affected in some way going back many, many years. That's still really serious and deep thing for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, which is washing through the system. And I think that gives Stump and Ground some gravity and, you know, some substance, issues substance in a way that, that, that is meaningful. I think the fact that it's coming back again is, is a sign of life. It's a sign of um, hope and spirit. It's going to bring mobs together and, uh, you know, there'll be all sorts of people there celebrating what the possibilities are, not only listening to music and having the, you know, the buzz of being in a live concert, but also wanting to take that somewhere. And, you know, there's still, obviously, as you know very well and your listeners know very well, bunch of pretty difficult and tough issues facing people, particularly young people, but people, and in the Kimberley, um, no less than in any other place. So I think a combination of those two things, you know, substance and focus on tough issues has to be done, have to have those conversations. But hear these new bands, let, let the local ones get up and young ones get up and do their stuff on a big stage with, you know, the sound and the lights and so on. And then let us come and play some songs and connect with people as well marks it out as something very special. It is, yeah. And for the bands, when you get to play alongside bands like Midnight Oil, you're, you're raising them up, you know, whether you're um, aware of it or not, you give them that opportunity to be in the spotlight, to be heard and appreciated by a larger audiences. And I think that, that can go a long way for these bands. And as you mentioned as well, it's not just about the music. This year uh, signals the 21st anniversary of the forming of the Kimberley Stolen Generation Aboriginal Corporation. So it's, it's music, it's culture, it's getting together as a community. It's a lot of different things all in, in one night stomping ground. Finally, uh, Peter Garrett, um, I guess it's been quite a few years since you uh, released your track, apparently Johnny Howard's favourite track, Beds Are Burning. This many years later, would you still <laughs> say the beds are burning? Well, you know, a mighty question, Matt, and I think in some ways awareness levels, support levels from the public, um, changes in the way that people talk about um, culture, Aboriginal people, the sort of stuff that some of the footy players have had to go through. You know, there's a lot more awareness, particularly amongst younger people, and a lot more pride, I think, both from white fellows and also, understandably, from First Nations people about strength of culture and living culture, which is vital and strong. At the same time, some very big, difficult um, issues to be worked through and quite clearly the necessity for community to be empowered to do that and for First Nations people to take their rightful place in the country, part of that would be through constitutional recognition in the Constitution, in the Uluru Statement from the Heart. That's symbolic, definitely, but it will also mean a big difference if there's a voice to Parliament. But the other side of that coin, of course, is you know social service deliveries, education, health happening on the ground with communities, young leaders and others empowered to do the work with community that's very necessary. So uh, the song's still relevant. A lot of land has gone back to people now, but the legacy of historical dispossession and 
Aboriginal people not having centrality um, in the modern Australian culture still uh, we've got a ways to go and stomping ground will be a little bit of a flickering light which gets brighter and brighter to help get us there. Yeah, I love the way you've uh, you've phrased that. You're right. You know, it is it's that flickering light. We're keeping we're keeping the fire burning. We're keeping it going. We're keeping the awareness raised. And if you want to learn anything more about that, not to you but to the listeners, the Macarada Project, uh, which has Midnight Oil and and a lot of great First Nations artists on there, it really is a learning experience. Especially listening to the uh, song, the Uluru Statement from the Heart, you learn the importance of of the Uluru Statement from the Heart and what it could mean for the future of First Nations people in the country. Uh, thank you again, Peter Garrett uh, from Midnight Oil, joining us today, speaking about the upcoming Stomping Ground. It's happening. Tickets are on sale this week. I'd love to see you mob down there. Come and check out not only Midnight Oil, but all these uh, local Kimberley bands who would love a spot on the stage and to show off their deadly music as well. Uh, Peter, is there one final word? Anything else you'd like to put out there to our listeners? No, I don't think so, Matt. It's been really great to talk, and uh, I'm hoping everyone's as excited as we are because we genuinely are, and we can't wait to get there. So we're looking forward to seeing a lot of people when we show up. Oh, look, there's there's a certain something in the air when that uh, news was launched yesterday that there's just a lot of excitement buzzing around here, around Galari, and um, we're very much looking forward to it, mate. So you and the band, welcome back. Looking forward to seeing uh, Midnight Oil, Stomping Ground, and it all happened this September. It's all the best, mate. See ya. Catch up.